Do I say anything? Oh my God, we're just being normal. Oh, jerking her, jerking her. Do you want to get your head? Well, no. Crystal takes her shirt off. Stick around. <laughs> Should we say it the same time? Yeah. One, One two, two, three. three. Jerking, jerking around. around. A podcast, podcast with, with Tisha, Tisha and Crystal. And Crystal. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we were meant to be on video. Wait. Okay, well, I've been wearing skin tight clothes with a padded bra I, your every pictures? day. This weekend, I was like, oh my gosh, she looked drop dead. Yeah, I've been I want you to look drop dead. Skin tight clothes. I want you to look drop dead. No, too. you don't. You're yeah. fine with me looking no. like an idiot as long as you don't. No. I wouldn't wear it, but you can look like an idiot. That's what I'm saying. Well, that's true. It's fun as long as I don't. It's fine, but no, I'm, I'm just telling you. I one day didn't have anything to wear and I grabbed this shirt and I thought it was the dumbest, ugliest outfit I've ever worn. That day, 50 people complimented me. And I'm like, oh my God, my radar's off. So that's, that's the, the problem. That's the first time you learned that your radar was off. Yes. Yeah, because everyone was like, this is so cute. And then when she thought she was dressing cute, no one complimented her. So then she said, oh, maybe something's Maybe my, off. my vibe is off. So then Sophia, most things she picks out I don't really love, yeah. but people compliment me. So I'm like, my radar's off. And, and when I get dressed, like 13 year olds are like, I like your pants. I like your shirt. And I'm all great. I'm right where I want. I'm right nailing it. I kind of want to start with Vanderpump. Yeah, let's do it. I can't wait to talk about it with you because it, it, it piggybacks what we talked about last week. You, my opinion on it's going to be different. It's going to be controversial. <laughs> <laughs> like you're not just team Mara Ariana like everybody else. Like no, she gave, that's what I mean. She gave Listening the nookie for free. Side, she gave the nookie for free, and she was playing house, and then she got screwed. Is that what you're talking? Thinking? No, I wish you would have listened. You gotta listen to. This I podcast. listened to like um, the summaries. So like, uh, it was like a TikTok. That I saw those, it. and it wasn't what I because they're trying to. The narrative on the summaries is to make it anti-Tom. <laughs> gotcha. The podcast is not anti-Tom. I actually totally was relating with Tom and totally like this is what we tell people happens and it's actually the opposite. So let's just go. Real quick and then we'll talk about Tom Sandoval. So we, I've already said this. Our I know. We've all know you're worried about the hot car. It's a legitimate I know. concern. I understand. But sometimes when you... Vicky... Always, every time we flew, she'd be like, my furniture, my luggage better not get lost. Did you lose my luggage? Uh, you better not lose my luggage. Is that on the right plane? Every time her luggage got lost. Every freaking time. I, throwing it on there, I don't even put my name on it. I don't give a crap. If it gets lost, whatever, I'll buy new stuff. I never cared. Every time, two in the morning, we're at the airport. My luggage is lost. I told the guy, and like that... Sometimes I think so. You're you like, can't, it's like self fulfilling you, yes. prophecy. And like, you don't, like, when I was a little kid, this is the stupidest story. I remember I was like really tiny. My dad used to call me too little. He hasn't said that in years, but <laughs> when I was little, and I was just this little, little thing, like tiny, like Hudson, like tiny, tiny. So he always called me too little, too little. And one day I was like, I wish my stomach went like this. <laughs> I crap you not. My stomach went like that so fast. So then I remember as a kid, I was like, okay, maybe like a genie, you know, I was like, maybe I wish my stomach was like this, like trying to re reverse it, the wish, like the genie. And it never, it, well, now I paid for it to go like this, but it, it's like, but you do that. You don't notice. Like sometimes like you, you got to be careful. Yeah. Like you, you don't like, don't have sex. Don't have sex. I was having sex. Like you, you, you know, I see, but sometimes a, I feel like there's I, a warning and then there's an obsession. I got it. And I, I never want to feel like I didn't do something and have regret. I agree. So but I think we did it. Yeah. No, I've taught him now. He's all kiki. My mom taught me how to get out of my seat. If I'm ever in a hot car, I think that's great. Yeah. I taught him how to hit unlock, how to open the door just because you never yeah. know. It's so hot. But I think we could text Ben a little less now. 
you know? I did. <laughs> he went to the gym yesterday and I texted him, don't forget Fox in the car. That's what I mean. Like, I think he's got it. I know. I just never want to have regret. That's like yeah, my worst I fear. Yeah, I regretted doing this. I'll yeah, never do I that know. again. Maybe you should. But I mean it with Vicky. I'm like, I've never worried. Do you know people like that? When they worry about something. You almost, almost cause it to happen. Mm-hmm. I see what you're saying. Yeah. I'm not saying. I don't think this is that. But yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think there's a few things we could border. The, we just got to let it. Give it to God, do it what you can, and let it go. Okay. Okay, and moving on. Tom mm-hmm. Sandoval. So anyways. I didn't listen to the whole thing. Okay, so the Scandoval, which I don't know why I'm invested. I'm invested in it. I, I mean, think everybody's invested. invested in it. I think it's because it's relatable, and it's like crazy. What's weird is that stuff happened in my life like 100 times recently where right. affairs are like a real thing. Yeah. And anyways, so everybody has their opinion. I'm obviously team Ariana because everybody's for someone not having like this girl so close to them in their life. I think that's what's so weird. But listening to Tom yesterday, I listened to the whole Howie Mandel and I used to like Tom and I always liked the underdog. It's just a thing. But he was talking about their relationship and how they have been living the last couple years. Is it a deflection? A hundred percent. Does it mean what he did makes sense? No. But I do think that it's something we talk about all the time. They didn't have sex for like a long time, like long periods of time. And the thing that stuck out to me the most, they don't go to weddings together. They don't go to anything together. He said they were kind of trying to keep face because they're like a brand. Right. So they both kind of just did their own thing. She would lay in bed all day. He, you know, they were both struggling with anxiety. And um, so her way of coping was to lay in bed like all day, every day. I, and I his way was part. to start going out more right. and like working out and doing all these things. And in doing that, he was like trying to find himself cause he's depressed at 40. I think they were both depressed cause they're not happy with their relationship, but both didn't want out. But he was saying, he talked about when he first, um, that they weren't intimate at all. They didn't have conversations. They didn't check in. Like he would come home. They wouldn't even talk. Like, I think they were both just kind of surviving, but he was talking about when he first had like talks with Raquel where they stayed up all night talking. Right. And then it was like a magnet that pulled them together and they kissed. But he said that what he said as a man, not having someone like want you or feel like wanted for that long. He was explaining how he felt as like a man. He's like not being wanted or not have someone like crave you or like have sex. He's like, yeah, this is inappropriate, but he's like, yeah, I had porn, but that's all I had was me in my room. That's not intimacy. Like he's like, I felt so rejected and alone as a man, not having someone, you know, want that with me. So it was just interesting. Like it can go on and on, but I think that's something we've talked about even on our last podcast is how important it is to be intimate with your husband, even when you don't want to not saying like, you know, totally against your will. But I think that sex is a parameter of like where you are in your, in your marriage or your relationship. And for us, maybe, yeah. Parameter is like a circle around. Yeah. Parameter. Yeah. Yeah. But like, if you're not having that and you're not like connecting, I think as women, we connect emotionally or like what you said, like having a guy help or like do those things. But when I'm, when you're nicer and when you are having sex, then all of a sudden they do do those things. So if you, you kind of like grow apart without sex and men like Dr. Laura Schlesinger, who we both love. She always says, if you don't have sex with your man, a hundred percent, he's going to cheat a hundred percent. And if I, I think that's something so crazy. I think all women shouldn't hear that. Not saying it's ever your fault. It's never your fault. Never, ever your fault. But I do think sometimes cheating can be a two way street. And as women, sometimes we have to 
and men, we both have to look at ourselves and see what we could do better and what we could work on. Yeah. Constantly. It's a relationship. It's, it's, we put money into our jobs. We put time into our bodies. We put time to grow as a person, but yet we put our marriages on the back burner. Like they should automate and just work so easily. And I just don't think that's the case. Yeah. I feel like there was a lot of red flags in their relationship. Like, Jack said it. Who knew? Yeah. Jack's always said it. But it's, well, even not wanting kids and wanting kids, saying, I think what, that's like a huge thing. The moment you find that out that you want to get married and have kids and she doesn't, why don't you just break up? Instead, yeah. let's buy a house together. I know. And then you're stuck in this thing. And then he was like, I, what I didn't like, the part I heard, he was like complaining about how if he tried to break up with her, she would not do the show. She would not do this. It's like, well, it's like, why are we in that situation yeah. where we're like so intertwined we can't break up yeah it's I like agree. the playing house yeah and that's why we said don't even have the sex because you connect don't then do you any lose of your it. mind then you lose your logic then now and if you're you don't live staying. together the moment she's not they go to sex weddings with you, together who doesn't go to wedding that's like the best part about having a significant other is not going to wedding alone it just sounds like they were roommates they were and that's what he said we yeah. were roommates we weren't even like talking right. we didn't talk for days I think it's the part that's creepy is the ongoing... Oh, Raquel's a creep. Raquel's disgusting. They were saying on Watch What Happens Live is that um, at the end of the season, you'll see an episode where Ariana is talking to Raquel as like confiding in her. And they're like, it's disgusting that she could look someone in the eyes. I think that's the part that's intriguing to everyone is she was in their inner circle and how could they both do this behind their back? It's crazy. And I guarantee they like, he was sleeping with both of them. Like he for sure had sex with Ariana in that nine months. I don't think so. The way it sounds, I, I don't, I don't think they were having sex for a long period of time. But it's interesting though, the part that's like so weird that I saw in Watch What Happens Live with Lala, I love Lala, she's just like ridiculous, um, was that they found them in bed together. Like, I can't believe that Wait, someone- who found Yeah, Ariana. Ariana found Tom and Raquel, Rachel, in bed together and they just thought it was normal. Like, under the sheets. Like, that's just the weirdest thing I've at, ever heard. At her house? Yes, because Raquel like would stay there all the time. Again. There's so many red flags with yeah. this whole scenario. At our church, they always talk about not being alone with a, a member of the opposite sex. And I've seen a lot of scenarios in this scenario, even as us as best friends. I don't like go places with Ben alone. You don't go, like we talk oh, on yeah. the phone, like, cause you help with social media for Kyle, but even we're not talking though about our feelings, even as for, a foursome, yeah. not being dirty, we would never like, there's still boundaries and we're all like best friends. There has friends. to be boundaries. Cause if, if you're like how Tom said he connected with her on that level, if you never put yourself in that position to connect with someone of the opposite sex, it's not going to happen. Yeah. So you just have to be very mindful. Of course your marriage or relationships going to happen. Everybody problems. sucks at times. Right. So if at that moment you're putting yourself in situations where you're connecting with someone, you start thinking it's better out there. Yeah. That's why I don't let you talk to any other friends. <laughs> I don't want you alone with any other women. Which is interesting. We talked to our girls about this the other day because, you know, our kids, I'm having some typical middle middle school drama right now. And we we talk in the car after carpool with our girls after cheer. And they talk about how some of their friends get mad when they're with other friends. And and I've told them, you know what's great about Tisha and I? We're best friends, but Tisha doesn't get mad if I hang out with other people. I mean, when they get start getting too close, she'll make comments like, are they your new best friend? Make sure they know I'm the headmaster. I don't say that. Yeah, you did. No, I You totally did. so you didn't say headmaster. You said I'm your best friend. This they better like not the try to get in. When you did. The, you said that. When did I say that? When, just said it. Don't this out. say the person. When we went on that me. for me, you're like, whoa, this is getting a little too much. She better know I'm your best friend. I'm joking though, but I don't feel like I'm not allowed to have other friends. I don't care if you have. Other I don't friends. care if you I have other friends. I know no one's as cool as me. Uh, <laughs> but I do think that's healthy. 
Like, yeah. it's healthy to have other friends. And I do think some relationships. Yeah. And, like, even in Kyle and I's marriage, he's not, he's not a jealous guy. But I would never put myself, we don't really drink without each other. We don't no. do all those things. I think that's really important. No, we never drink because without each other. Because I... I, I I got myself in a situation. This is real and deep. But I had a good friend when I first was teaching. And we were like best friends. He was a guy. I was a girl. I had a boyfriend. He was married. I We didn't do anything like that. But it still was unhealthy, our friendship. Like, I was going to lunch with him alone. At, you know, like and, and an emotion. It crossed yeah, an emotional Yeah, it did. And, and every marriage is going to struggle. Every marriage is going to struggle. I could say that from the mountaintops. Every marriage is going to struggle. Every yeah. friendship struggles. Every parenting relationship struggles. It drives me nuts. Our kids act, my kids act like idiots. I swear I'm in an idiot thing after I listen to that podcast. I don't decide. I don't, I don't want to be their mom anymore. They're not treating me right. Right. Like, why with our marriages is it like... He's not, you know, Dr. Laura went off about that on this new podcast. Like, we're also, what about me? It's such a what about me society. What are you doing for me? And if we take that and turn it around and say, like, what are we doing for you? Like, we always can have ownership over our choices if we take it on. Like I said, that's my boundary problem is, and Dr. Laura hates the word boundaries. I kind of agree with her. But sometimes I put too much on myself where I don't know how to... Like you think everything's your fault. Yeah, but we talked about last week, I had my goal. You didn't have your goal. You actually did the goal before I did the goal. That's kind of typical. But um, (laughs) Tisha, uh, we both went on dates with our husbands this week unintentionally for Tisha. But for me, mine was planned because I talked about trying to make Kyle more of a priority this week. Great job. No, I'm not saying it to say great job, you (laughs) a-hole. I'm saying it because it was intentional. You reached your goal. No, I did reach my goal. But it's not the point. It's the point is these things take effort. Like, I just read this book by Craig Rochelle about habits. And it's so key. Like, where you spend your time and energy, you will get the reward. And it was the busiest week ever in a long time this week. Last night, I did not want to go on a date with him. But I had said this on the podcast, and that's why I say those things out loud. And I know it's important to make it intentional. And it's so funny. After we went and had a dinner for an hour together and talked, drove separate, nothing that great, we just, like, had the best connection. And, like, you forget how easy it is to get back on track when you're off track. Mm -hmm. And It it, seems like it's going to be more work than it is. And And I'm, like, walking this morning. I'm, like, I love him so much. He's the best. Yeah. And I'm, like, what if I would have ever gotten divorced in the low? Mm -hmm. You would miss the high. Like, there's so many lows. There's been many times where I'm like, I'm down with you. I'm not putting up with this anymore. Yeah. But a lot of times I was going through my own thing in my own life, and I was maybe putting that on our marriage, but really I was just unhappy with things in my own life. Yeah. So it's just interesting. So the date... The date was really good. It was really important, and I did a good job. I hit my goal. Did, yeah, I know. Tell me about your date. Our date. You didn't want to go either. No, I didn't want to get ready. You never want to go. I feel like I never want to go. I feel like I'd rather sit on the couch. I just hate the getting ready. Yeah. And the getting, well, we don't need a sitter anymore, so that's easier. But we it had been like a long day or something. I didn't go to something. I was just kind of in a funky mood. Oh, I didn't oh, go to the book club. Yeah, the you kids got the, the kids, kids were naughty that day. The kids were off school. They were driving me nuts. That was, they and were they naughty. were like. You do nothing fun for this. I planned a whole fun thing. I took they them, said that well, I to took them to the movie. Then we were going to the fun thing. And then they were being bad. So then I took away the fun thing. And they said that? But I took them to the movies. The movies. That's like, what I mean. It's $100. I feel like you're the best planner. Yeah. They said you don't plan fun things. They said this day is stupid. And so then I was raging. So I was like, now we're not going to your friend's house. And so Good for you. they were whacked. But then I was mad because I had to miss my fun thing. Yeah. Visiting with the moms. Yeah. So I was just like in a funky mood. And Ben was like, oh yeah, our date tonight. And I was like, ah. Yeah. You know? And then I was trying to put clothes on to make you happy. I'm like, skin tight clothes. You looked amazing. 
<laughs> you look so good. I was putting skin tight clothes on. I'm like, oh my gosh. My Did padded, he like your outfit? My padded bra. Yeah, he really liked it. Yeah. So then I had the padded bra and then I did feel cute though. Yeah. I was like, I'm doing it, you know? That's what I noticed though about yeah. like when you were dressing like a hobo, I didn't <laughs> see that like confidence come out of you and I know you. Yeah. And you didn't have that like strut. I know your strut. Yeah. And so that's what it's about. Like. I know, but sometimes I just feel like uncomfortable with the strut in like a regular life scenario. I think that's fine, but a date night for sure. Date night's fine. Yeah. So yeah. no, we went to Mora. It was so good. It was great. I reached my goal that I didn't have. Yeah, good. No, but I just think it's important to do those things and make it a priority. Yeah. No, he did feel like a priority. And then I was like enjoying him. Sometimes I'm like, oh, he drives me nuts. Yeah, that's what I mean. They can drive you nuts so easily. I know. Kyle drives me nuts too. But with so, the listen, he's telling me, listen, oh, I'm I told not you. one of the kids. <laughs> so annoying. T shouldn't even have this thing when they want to say something to their kids. They say, listen, I'm leaving at two. I listen, listen, and then they'll throw another. And listen then I it. do it now, and I hate you it. Tell, you tell me, listen, and I'm like, I'm not listen. <laughs> when he says listen to me, I uh, my kids just must want to just murder us. Oh, you guys say it, and then he'll throw in like three listens he, during the talk. Oh, he called me literally. I just saw you five minutes ago, and then he's calling me on the phone. Listen, the, <laughs> the dog, and I'm just like, oh shut. <laughs> I don't want to listen. Shut up. You saying listen is like nails on a bleeping chalkboard. It's. The kids, I feel so bad for them. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, shut up. I don't want to listen. No, but in all fairness, I do think they're distracted and you're saying, listen, like, this is important. This is important. Yeah. Maybe we when, need to swap When it out. you say it, I'm listening too. I'm like, listen. <laughs> is this a warning? Listen to me. I want to like double burn. I want to just. I you don't just, say it to Ben. I don't hear you say listen to Ben. I don't. Honestly. He says it but to me. But you say it to the kids. And he says it to me. <laughs> do you listen, listen. I've got clothes. He'll text me a list. I'm like, I'm not your bitch. Do you do it? Sometimes. Sometimes <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Done with the list. I'm I don't know. Like, I'm kind of like, well, I don't send Kyle a list. Kyle's more like, because I'm not saying I'm like Ben. Oh, did we, we got to tell the funny <laughs> oh, story. Oh, the story. So we're on the phone the other night. Yeah. We yeah. So T let's tell it now okay. quicker. So Tisha does all my. I'm her mommy. Tisha's my mommy and Kyle's my daddy. <laughs> and Ben's my bunny in a burrow. It's just getting weird. But Tisha does all my. When we travel together, which most of the time we do, we have kind of created this monster now. I only want to travel with her because she plans everything. But I just like planning. She likes planning. She'll take care of me. It's sounding so, so weird. Gross. So she booked all my travel. So from cheer, we have a, a cheer trip coming up, going to Florida for her summit. She does my login. <laughs> she registers my kids, my family. And I didn't pay. I thought she had paid. But she didn't and she told me to pay I forgot so Linda from the gym told us we have to pay so I was trying to log in I couldn't figure it out so later she said when I get home she had like 30 things to do she's like when I take Ben Fox listen I'll do it for you then <laughs> so she does it for me so she calls me I'm calling her and she's like yeah I did it and I said yeah I was sitting with Jen our other like best friend and I was exactly. like I don't know what to do without Tisha she thinks it's awkward I can tell our relationship you know like <laughs> you're my mommy I'm like I don't even know my login without Tisha I can't figure it out I'm like can you help me she goes no Ryan does all that stuff and I'm telling so she's Tisha telling this. me the story on the phone like I'd be lost without you Jen I was trying to get Jen's help but Jen said Ryan does it and then I was like yeah Ryan and I are the same because like she says that about everyone's husband and Ryan and it was so funny it was like so, I was crying we laughed in bed for like 20 minutes I wasn't in bed with you I was driving she was I was in bed. bed Ben and I we were getting ready to watch the night agent yeah but so Ben good. when we're on the phone Ben chimes in it's like we're all talking he he, he gets left out when yeah Kyle gets worried well Kyle 
he doesn't worry so much. He just wants, it's getting weird. Yeah, <laughs> Anyways. Yeah, so the Scandal, I'm really into it. I, I want to see the reunion really bad. Yeah. But, have, you know, I just you got do have to work on your relationship. I stopped watching a few seasons ago. Like, yeah, probably like back. two or three years ago. But then I came back because I was intrigued. Yeah. I just, reality TV, it's not doing it for me anymore. It used to I know. do it. I don't know why. I think there's a turn, honestly. I find that I am watching way less Housewives and way more Night Agent. I don't know. Yeah. Like, I think it's just like, I love Bravo. I watch a lot. But lately, the reality TV used to have like a message. Yeah. Like the Kardashians. This is awful that I'm comparing this. But like, <laughs> even Sex in the City. At the end of every episode, there was like a message. Grey's yeah. Anatomy, there was a message. Like now, like the housewives, it's just trash, garbage. I the think that's fighting, why I stopped watching. It puts it you like, in a bad mood. And I'm like, these people are whacked. They are whacked. And it's I just so scripted. didn't feel like I could yeah. relate or like wanted to watch it anymore. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. But I'm back in Vanderpump. I'm, I'm into Vanderpump too. I'm, yeah, I still watch a good hand. I'm watching Too Hot to Handle and it's like so good. <laughs> I've never seen it. No, but why it's good is it's about like these very good looking people and they're, they're the challenge is to not touch. So it's interesting. It's like kind of cool. They're saying that people are having a hard time with relationships because they're not connecting. And so I do think that's true. Because they're that, jumping into bed together. Yeah, and then yeah. you're not building a real connection. We've talked about that. Yeah. How was your Easter? It was good. What'd you do? Yours? Bear got baptized. Yeah, why don't you tell us about it? Yeah, it was fun. Oh, it was so cute. We Well, the service was... Did You didn't go to that service, mm-hmm. did you? I went to the sunrise. It was a good service. And it was... At the end, they shared like three like testimonies of three different people that... And it was family style. So the kids were in the main service with us. And at the end, they shared like three stories of kids that... Or three stories of people that had chosen to get baptized. The message was about, you know, repenting, getting baptized and turning over a new leaf. And so we go walking out of service and Bear was like, I want to get baptized next week. And I was like, oh, buddy, I love that. That's great. He's like, Ken and CJ have gotten baptized, but he has it. And so we don't really ever like tell the kids to do it. We just kind of wait till they want to. And so I was like, and this is the first time he's ever mentioned it. So I was like, oh, buddy, I love that. That's great. And I could tell in the service, he was like really into the message. And so Ben was like, let's eat here. So we're, we ate and then the kids wanted to hike the hill to the cross and we were like, oh, that's so fun. So we go hiking up and Bear's like, and there's people at the baptistry getting baptized. And so Bear keeps like looking over there, looking over there. And he's like, do you think I should get baptized today? And I was like, and it sounds bad, but like selfishly, we had already been there an hour and now we're hiking up to the cross. <laughs> I was like, let's, yeah, next week sounds great. And we went by ourselves. We didn't go with any fr- family, friends. So selfishly, I didn't feel like getting in the water. And I was like, oh yeah, no, next week's great, buddy. And he's like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah, I think next week's great. We can have Papa and Carol come. We can have Kiki, you know, we can have everybody come. And he was like, and I forget the way he worded it, but he said something. Um, if God tells me. Yeah, he said, if God's telling me to get baptized today and I don't do it, am I going to be in trouble? And I was like, and I was like, oh, no. And I was like taken back by it because I was like, and I was like, he doesn't care when you get baptized, buddy. He's just happy you're getting baptized. But then I thought about it and I was like, but you should listen to that voice because that's God talking to you. And that's such a like, I always want my kids to have that voice and I never want them to ignore that because I think it's like so God. important. And if it's hard to learn to, to listen yeah, to that and voice. Yeah. And if he's having that at 10, yeah. I want him to learn early on to recognize that and know what, what that is. And I, so then I was like, no, 
you, but you should learn to listen to that voice because that's like, that's God telling you something and that's like really important and you always want to listen to that. And he's like, okay. But I'm like, but God doesn't care about next week. You know, he's down for next week. God told me next week. No, I'm just kidding. So we hiked the mountain and, um, we went up there and then they ran down and I was kind of behind them because I was waiting with Fox. And so he ran ahead. And by the time I got down back to him, he was like, I want to get baptized today. And I was like, are you sure no one's here? And he's like, nope, I want to get baptized today. And I was like, gosh, dang it. No, I'm just kidding. I was excited. Yeah. So we got ba- he got baptized. We got changed and it was fun. Ours is a little crazy, but for me, my high and low of the day, the day went really smooth with both families and all that. Kyle was Gumby. And then he went even, he got into the American flag costume oh, for the kids. Oh, no, he didn't. Yeah, Kyle has costumes. He likes to dress up. It's a little different. It's so funny, though. Not in the bedroom. Someone, I was talking to someone the other day, and they were like, yeah, um, our wigs, and I was like, wait, no. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. So we're talking, and she's like, yeah, and our dress up. I'm like, dress up? Oh. Yeah, and I was like, you guys do stabler like Tisha? <laughs> you said that? No, but don't just stay I'm not anymore. into that. I am into being my own self. I, I yeah. you know, like, oh, wild girl, you know? Yeah, I don't. Yeah. But it, so we're talking about Easter. I'm like too tired to, it's like, oh, we're just doing it. I don't yeah. have time to get a wig on or anything. Yeah. Oh yeah. Come out like that. But we had wildlife do the eggs for us. Cause I know. it's like, we a, didn't do that. We well, I did for the fundraiser, you know, and we usually like are pretty creative with stuff. Sometimes I think we, I'm not saying this to be inappropriate, but we almost blow our load, but that's not the right thing. But like when your kids are little, you're, and I stayed home when they were little, so I didn't have as much on my plate. So I felt like I nailed those things. Overdid it. Yeah. Yeah. Everything was like really great. And like, I really thought out and like, I spent time doing it and yeah. I killed it. But what now sucks I'm like, is fine. they don't even remember it. Yeah. It's like, it, I could tell people don't do it when they're little, save up and do it now. Cause they'll remember. Cause right. I feel like we did all this already. Yeah. But we did the Easter baskets. We try to get them something like useful. Yeah. They don't I'm- have clothes and we try not to buy them clothes. Unless it's like a reason, so we got them clothes, you know. And I had it all laid out. Well, I used to I wrap like it doing and that thing. Candy crap. It's I don't like, buy candy. I don't really care. The candy's gross. They're yeah. stomach ache. Yeah, getting cancer. <laughs> you know, there's that luggage. The sugar. <laughs> Get it don't out of there. The luggage. But um, but. But so later, you know, go through the day. It's great. I don't re- usually get on my my phone. And now that we gave Maddie a phone, it drives what I what I wasn't prepared for. Which I if I could do a PSA, is that what that is? Like a public warning. Yeah. When you give your kids a phone, and we gave it to Maddie this year, seventh grade, middle of the year. I feel like I waited a pretty good amount. Yeah. Um, but what I didn't know, I knew I wasn't worried because she's busy. I wasn't worried about her being on it too much because they have iPads. It's the same. Like, I already knew how much she'd be on it. What I didn't realize is that the phone goes with them everywhere. And they always have Wi-Fi. So, like, when she had her iTouch, when we were in the car, she didn't have Wi-Fi. Right. Because we don't have Wi-Fi in the car. So, I was ready for, like, some of it, but I wasn't ready for how much she's on it in the car. That drives me absolutely crazy. So I try to do like a no phone roll in the car. Yeah. I feel like she does pretty good because when we drive to cheer, she's not on her phone. That's so, I just wasn't ready for the in-betweens. Like Mm -hmm. we went to the ortho yesterday. We sat down, she's on her phone. I'm like, no, we're going to talk. We're going to be, and was it you that told me that kids have driving like PTSD because when they go to drive, this is our society right now. This is real life. When they go to drive. They're so, and this is probably true if you really think about it, because I've been watching Maddie. They look down at their phone so much when they're in the car growing up that when they go to drive, they're scared because they've never seen all this going on around them. Oh, really? Yes. And they're like having these like 
Oh, like jumpy. Yeah. Because they're not used to seeing so much while they drive. Yeah. They don't see buildings and cars and this and that. I'm like, that's crazy. And think about it. Like an airplane's not scary because you know, like you're, it's like a thing you've done and it's not scary. But if I were to be in a parachute, that would be scary because it's like something you don't do a lot. Fly through the air with a parachute. This is analogy. I'm all, I'm, you've lost me at the analogy. Like there's so many things scary about being in a parachute. I, I think about it sometimes like, why aren't I more scared in a plane? Like, oh, I'm definitely afraid the whole well, time. Oh, I know playing. that. But, but normal people, like, <laughs> if you think about <laughs> I miss talking to Dan. I gotta look at Dan. I know. Because I gotta have my story time. I we know. tell stories funnier with yeah, someone in the room. Yeah, it is funnier with You yeah. gotta be a part of it, Dana. I feel weird looking at her. I know. It is. Marjo's off looking yeah, at you. Yeah, I know. It is Because we're, but we're funny. And I feel like, stories. don't look at it, don't look at it. Yeah, I'm I sick look. of looking in your eyes. It makes me tingle. Oh it's my like, God. <laughs> see, it's better with Dana. Dana, you're in. Dana's so Dana helps us and she's in here. So anyways, you're normal, but like an average person that's not scared to fly, like think about it. It could be like an attraction. Like you pay $50 and we'll put you in this machine and you'll go, woo, like you'll take off. It would be scary. Like if it was presented like that, like we'll put you in an airplane. If it wasn't something we did all the time, Yeah. you would be like, and I'm going to go up like that. And it would be like an attraction. I'm serious. It's all in the way your mind's presented. Yeah. But like, if it was like, oh, you're going to see Aunt Shirley in Oklahoma. Well, we'll put you in a parachute and we'll see her on Tuesday. Yeah. And it wouldn't be a scary thing. And you'd be like, oh, parachute. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? Did it? No, no, not even close. I'm always scared in the plane. Always scared in the parachute. Well, maybe Never okay with it. No, but I have heard. I've read a lot of things about the phones <laughs> about like how healthy it is to be bored. Yes. And it develops your imagination, your yeah. creativity. It develops even just learning to sit with ourselves and our own thoughts. Yeah. You. Our kids are being raised with constant stimulation yeah. and you're never bored. So you well, never even learn. kids at the restaurant. I'm glad we didn't have this when our kids were little and I sound old, but I didn't, the iPads weren't a thing until maybe like no, seven. None of my kids had So iPads. when they were little and like Fox is really good about this because yeah. I'm with her and Fox all the time. He doesn't usually go on a phone. If he's with us and he works with us. He stays on a phone. Yeah, I have to put him on it sometimes if we're working. He has like, to sit there Like, he comes to our work meeting yeah. and he goes on the phone. The only thing that's weird is, like, Tisha doesn't get easily distracted by things. She's, like, very, like, one... Tunnel vision. Yes. So, he'll be watching a show and it's like we're in the movie theater. <laughs> and I'm trying to have a meeting and I'm like... Uh. She's and all, I'm not trying to be Fox, rude. turn that down, honey. Honey. And I'm all sitting there. She's all... I think maybe I have a hearing problem. No, I think you're just trying to, that's why Ben has to tell you to listen. Yeah, listen. Because if you're on the phone, you don't hear a word. I don't. Like, she's so tunnel vision. It, we'll I be can't in the car task at And all. her seatbelt isn't plugged. Yeah. I'm trying to talk to her and I'm like, oh my God, I can't even hear you. Like, yeah. buckle your seatbelt. She's like, oh, I didn't even hear it. I'm like, I don't, I don't know how you it. don't hear it. I'm so like, I only see one thing. So that's it's the only weird. negative is when she does put Fox on it, it's like I'm, I'm in it too. So I don't even want to talk. I'm watching the Mickey because it's like, oh, hiya, pal. <laughs> but anyways, you're really good about that. But what's sad is like yeah. being bored is a thing. I'm like that though. I, when I was at the orthodontist yesterday, I pulled out my phone with Maddie and I thought this is so stupid. Yeah. This is five minutes together. But that's why I, you're going to make fun of me. But that's why I like to go on walks or like go on runs, even though it's barely a run. Because that's the only time I can pray and be like not stimulated and just like hear God and like let my mind clear. And I find when I don't make that time, I don't have a time in the day where I get to just think. Well, I even find myself when I'm praying, I start feeling like almost like a, not an anxious feeling, but like a feeling like I need to Gotta check get, something. Yes. 
in, I left my phone in the car and I went in somewhere and then it ended up taking, oh, it was when I took Nash to the vet. And I left my phone in the car on the charger. We got in there, I was in the room with him. I realized I- Left your phone in the car. And it was like a quiet room and just the dog and me and the, the vet was taking forever. I mean, probably took 40 minutes. Yeah. And I sat in there by myself without my phone and it was like- You awful. were so anxious. I was so anxious. I was like, oh my gosh, I gotta get to my phone. <clears throat> and it's so stupid because I'm like, I know. Anyone that's calling me, it's gonna be fine in 40 minutes. But I think we're just so wired to yeah. constantly have that yeah. stimulation. It is. And it's so unhealthy for our kids because at least we're developed. So, like, my brain knows how to be bored. It's but does so, it still? Yeah. But I mean, like, we're developed. It's so crucial for someone who's never gonna develop that. As you're saying developed, I just keep thinking of, like, are you there, God? It's me, Margaret. When she's like, we must. We must, we must increase our bus. Did you ever watch that? Never once saw that. <laughs> Don't even know what that movie's coming out. Really? Yeah, I did it when I was little. You like move your boobs and, and you're your like, stomach. I wish yeah. I had a big yeah. stomach. I thought, well, that worked, so let's do this. And now look at them, you know? No. Well, that I, movie's good, but anyways, develop just made me picture boobs. Yeah. And like developing your boobs. Yeah, one time I bought this thing. Do you remember like Seventeen Magazine? And then I, it was an ad in the back of it, or maybe it was like Teen Bop. Remember those magazines? Yeah. Well, I had gotten one those magazines and in the back there was an ad for this, um, this book that you, that was going to help you get big boobs. Did and, you buy it? Yeah. And I like, had, I had to send off for it. I like cut out the, <laughs> I cut out the ad. I had to like write it and I sent money in an envelope to this thing. And then they like sent me a, um, a book and I was like every day checking the mail. Like, is the book going to come? What did and the book do? It was stupid. It was like telling you to rub your boobs and that they'll get See? bigger. Yeah. That's weird. I, think that's I wonder what if it is. works. I think if you rub them, they get bigger. But it was this whole thing. And I was like, <coughs> that's it. It was like they they advertise it as like some huge secret. And I was like every day. But I really showed them. Yeah. I was to going back. We jumped around. But going back to Easter. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what? Anyways, at the end of the day, forgot what. We're talking about the phone. The kid's getting oh. the phone. Be prepared. It's a whole thing to take him off of it. But... Um, You're saying don't do you don't do crazy things anymore. Yeah, I don't do crazy things. But so we did the Easter egg hunt with Wildlife. My kids were such they weren't into the Easter egg hunt. It was I mean, like they're a, old though. I know. Like but let, let me just let me I'm get just, there. I'm with them. Yeah. Well, later. So I felt <laughs> kind of weird about it. I felt like should you yeah. Know, I'm thinking I don't like Easter egg hunt. Should should I have done something different? Should I put so well? This is what was annoying. Oh, you were on social. We media. go to Bonnie's house. My mother-in-law, who's wonderful, she does the cutest things for kids. They had an Easter egg hunt with Bonnie. They were running, grabbing the eggs. I'm like, well, because I thought, okay, maybe they're over it. No, yeah. they're not over it. Running. Oh, look what do I got? I, I got you that. You didn't care. We go to Allie's house. <clears throat> Allie's isn't fair. My There's brother probably and $100 bills in it. There is. Oh, I want to go. I'm excited. Every kid gets a golden egg with a $100 bill. Oh. So I thought they're just going to look for that golden egg because Allie does probably thousand eggs are you joking no and, and we have to hide like do them and it's like hiding them i just take the big basket and just pour it out oh yeah like all over the gravel and i thought these kids are all old this is way too many eggs we're gonna have to go clean up all these eggs this is not gonna go they did them all they ran around the kids are 20 some of them are 20 they had baskets maddie brought in three big baskets of eggs <laughs> not just the golden egg I'm like, so it's not me. It's that maybe I'm not putting the right things in the eggs. Yeah. Allie puts like squishies in them. Yeah, like cool stuff. <laughs> I'm not into eggs. Yeah. So later that night, I did the 
the family, no, maybe it was later that night, everybody's doing the Easter post, I'm going to bed. It's like really when you say it out loud, it's the worst thing you should do right before bed is look at what everyone else did that day. Yeah. So I found this friend of mine, friend is a loose term, someone I know that were friends on Facebook mm -hmm. that I've probably seen in my life 10 times. Yeah. And her eggs, her kids were in high school and they're doing these eggs and they're, every egg has like a, a a challenge and there's these like the kids were like high-fiving each other and yeah. the mom and it was like they're playing Rochambeau and I'm like see I didn't do the eggs yeah. right this lady has these challenges like this is my biggest fear I think is that my kids I want them to always still want to hang out with me when they're old but there's that fine line on like for me right now this battle is like we're not their friend and I think like that's something that's happening is like parents are friends with their kids so then I like measure it next to it because I'm like my kids you know don't do this or that but I forget like we're not supposed to be friends right now we're supposed to be friends later right but I worry like will they want to still hang out with me I don't want them to move away. So anyways, that was my Easter. I think they're still going to want to hang out with you regardless of the eggs. <laughs> I do. I really have. I feel good about that. I feel confident that I could say we that. We all, like, you yeah. don't do that no, that much, but I do. I like, don't do that a ton. I was like, oh, you know, maybe it's not as fun as the other person. No, I do think social media, though, it does, like, well, even the baptism. I'm thinking... I got to yeah. make it a whole thing. I was actually going to say that. Yeah. And like, how cool that it wasn't, it was about the right thing, I not was, the whole thing. Well, that's the thing. I was, as I was I, thinking. That's a good quote. When he the was right like, thing, not the whole thing. Right. <laughs> Trademark it. When he wants to do it, I was thinking, okay, is my motivation to tell him to wait yeah. for no, me? Yeah, no, I agree. I think him? you nailed it. Because then we got to have all the people there. They're bringing gifts. Like, there was none of that. There yeah. was no gift. But it was so special. And it was like the true reason we should be doing things. Exactly. Not for social media. I haven't even posted about it yet. Like, I posted on my story, but I haven't done, like, a, we're so proud of you, Bear. Yeah. No, you're right. That's so stupid that it's, we do that. I think social media has made everybody just so we, feel like they need to compete. And if you're not doing what other people are doing, you're not a good mom. And it's so stupid. It is so stupid. I, we were just unstaging a house yesterday. I, I want to go two places, but I'm going to, okay. I no, think go. I'm going to go to the just other place. No, I want to go to, cause Dana's here and I know where she's not supposed to be, but I like telling Dana stories. Yeah. And I think our listeners, we've been saying that to each other. There's no listeners. We call There's Dana no our listener listeners, but cause yeah. we sound stupid, but we're like, our listeners want to know. Dana wants to know. Um, <laughs> so that's why we have to have Dana. Cause what if no one ever listens and all we have is Dana. Dana will listen. Dana will listen. Well, she and listens Mike now. told me he listened yeah. and he thought it was funny. But, so that was encouraging. Good. But uh, Tisha and I have a lot of funny stories. I got to tell you too. I'm going to focus on one. Right now. I kind of want to tell the other, but... Well, let's, just no. pick one. So, it's like, for Maddie an hour, we're Maddie is a cheerleader at school. Yeah. And yesterday, her and Casey get in the car. That's one of my favorite things is when my kids get in the car with someone else, I kind of learn more about them because they'll say things in front, like talking to their friend. Yeah. Then they will. If we're in the car, sometimes it's quiet. Again, Maddie tries to go on her phone. Right. But when I get her and Casey, so I'm like, Jen, I'll pick them up. Yeah. Because then I hear their banter and I'm like, ooh, that happened. Ooh, yeah, that you happened. like this guy. Yeah. Yeah. And so they were telling me about practice. Casey is a very good gymnast cheerleader she's ridiculous and Maddie's good but Casey's like ridiculous that sounds awful but Casey's skill level is just a yeah, lot higher just a, yeah so at, they, they their last home basketball game is tonight and they always are like fixing their routine at school and so Casey gets to do a roundoff back hands back tuck heard, yeah you heard about yeah, it they talked about it last Maddie's week. so bugged about it 
Oh, she is? Oh, because she's not doing her tuck. And oh. she's worried the boys are going to be like, why aren't you doing your tuck? Like I she's... asked her. I go, are you doing your tuck? And she goes, no, I'm basing. She is basing. So yeah. listen to what happens. She so didn't she... tell me she was mad, though. How funny. Oh, she's so mad about it because, you know, oh, she's like, yeah. the boys, they're going to be like, Maddie, you suck. Why aren't you doing that? I'm like, why aren't you doing that? And yeah. she's like, well, I'm basing. So then they're telling me that Maddie did her tuck. She doesn't have a standing tuck. But she, I think she... <laughs> I think happened. She has to get to her spot. So I think she's like, I'll just throw a quick tuck and then I'll base. Because I'm like, why does the standing tuck go with the rampant handspring tuck? So anyways. Like she so, just wants to show. So I told them the bad handspring story and uh, I want you to yeah. tell it. I, I told them the bad handspring story a few weeks ago about how Tisha tried out and I wanted her to tell it. But Maddie said, yeah. So Sienna said, do you have a standing tuck? Maddie said, yeah. She doesn't have one. So she she's did it. She's close though. She's on her face. Yeah. So she's like, well, I just pretended maybe I didn't have it and did it again four times. I never nailed it. I go, Maddie, you don't have your tuck yet. She goes, yeah, but you said Tisha tried. So I tried too. Aww. So tell the story. So Tisha and I tried out in high school together and I had to have some gymnastics background. Tisha had not. And no, nothing. I've never year, been in Vicky, anything growing Vicky, who up. is like our coach that's like the, a coach like from the TV. Like she changed our life. She's Kyle's aunt. It's, it's tricky. But she, um, she was walking away from cheer, so she wasn't going to coach anymore. So no one, no one like, came out for tryouts. Not saying that. That's why I made it. Yeah, kind of. But, but kind of. So, it was a different year. It was a different year. So yes, it was cool because the, you didn't have as much All the skill. idiots are allowed on this year. Yeah. Kinda, no. But it was cool because it was different. It was no, we didn't have a lot of talent that year. <laughs> and we won nationals. Yeah. But it's the point so that you don't have to have talent. You never did gymnastics. No. I did gymnastics for years. No. But I heard when I was going to try out that you had to have a back handspring. Yeah. Um, so I. Which Wait, we, no. This was the second year. No, this is the first year. It was the first year. It was okay. the first year. Okay. So yeah, you did have to have a, a back few handspring. weeks before trying out. You know, you go to the clinic. Yeah. And you learn the dance for tryouts. Oh, and I'm so, so excited. I, <laughs> so I had never been in anything, and my mom was not like helpful really with getting yeah. me any. Like right now, if Kennedy came to me and said, "Hey, I want to try for something," I'd have her in fifty privates. Yeah. I'm like, "Let's go. We're doing this." Yeah. It, that's not what was going on <laughs> in in my in my life at that time. How so. Old I was a fr- 14. She freshman. looked about seven. I looked about seven. I was a freshman in high school. I wish we had the old ID picture. Oh, and we, so, we got to find it. We can post it. And so. To Dana, our followers. <laughs> so I and got an old. Yeah, like, I got an old um, mattress. Cushion. Twin, twin mattress. Yeah. No, an old twin mattress. And I put it in my backyard, which most people are wondering, why do you have a twin mattress in your backyard? And I was <laughs> like, well, my mom was like, you know. She didn't care. No. Well. We had a lot of things laying around the house. It was like a little bit like a hoarder. So well, she did. Um, yeah, she did. Me- yeah, right, yard selling. Yard selling. <laughs> I was all meth. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> That's so horrible. It's no. the truth. I but do no. want us to be really like ourselves on yeah. this. Yeah, I'm not Matt. laughing about that because it's. I thought that's where you were going, but we were going with the yard sale. I would never say that. <laughs> She did but, meth and yard selling. Yeah. Both of those things. Yeah, but, well, a lot of people oh, that do that specific <laughs> drug, they collect. Yard sale? Oh, really? Yeah. I didn't no, know that. like a lot of meth houses have, like, a lot of crap everywhere. Yeah. It's just a thing. I don't know I why. Know. Yeah, so the, so the mattress So I had a mattress well. in the backyard, and it was like. Like, Kyle would freak out. If there was ben, a mattress. Ben would be like, what's going on? And there would never be a random mattress in our backyard. No. Oh, so there was one there. There was you didn't one have to there take one off the I, bed. No. There oh was a mattress, God. and I dragged it. 
It was like on the side Who of the knows house. What's on that mattress? Hey, so then I'm just back there throwing back handsprings because oh, that's so cute. I know because I was like, I'm gonna get you my back. You can't throw it without a spot. No, no, but I did, and I so. I could get over. Um, I was on my head. It wasn't safe, but I could get physically backwards. So I was like, okay. And I just did that for weeks. So when the time, Aww. oh, are you getting sad? Yeah, that's just. It's like so determined, though. Good for you. I was determined. I'll. I, love I am that. a determined person. When yeah, I yeah, I love it's that. Happening. Good yeah. for you. Thanks. Yeah. Make use of the mattress in the backyard. Yeah, you know. Um, so try out comes. Yeah. Child day comes and it's I a, it's a line item. Back handspring is mandatory. And so after you do your dance and your jumps and your Was cheer, I in there? I think I was next to you. I don't know who was in there, but someone was next to her. Because there's three of us. And so I knew in my heart I didn't have it. And <laughs> but there was a mat. And this isn't a soft mattress in no, the backyard. It's this those is mats, like a like thin gymnastics mat on a cafeteria floor. So now they have that the way cooler mat than what they had. Yeah. It's the one fold out three pad, panel mat. I feel like I was with someone good because you they were. were all, I feel like it was Jana and Sarah Paul. Like yes. it was like good or people. Dawn. It was like really good people. So, so everyone's doing like full. So everyone goes and does their tumbling. And so they're like, okay, number five, do you have yours? And I was like, yes, I have a back handspring. And the girls next were like, no, she doesn't. Yeah. You know, cause so, we're all together. But I'm and like, oh yeah, I acted so confident. I was like, yeah, I have it. And I thought in my mind, if you believed, I was like, I'm just going to do it. And so I went there and I was like, you know, Set because you have to like clap before. Yeah, and so I'm like I set up and I'm like, you know, and I'm like five, six, seven, eight, and I like, <laughs> and I threw it, but like I don't think you understand. Like my feet didn't leave the floor, but I went backwards, so it kind of became like an inverted back bend with a. Your leg. Like I wish I could get on the floor and show it. My legs were still on the ground, but I was bent backwards. And Can so, you show it? No, got oh. So well, I got take up. A picture. So I got up and I was like, "What the?" I'm looking at the mat, like like feeling it, like it was a freak thing, like, like a freak thing. You like, must have slipped. Like I have this. What's wrong with this mat? And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. And I was like, I don't know what happened. Can, I'm like, I don't know. I was like, I mean, Academy Award winning. Yeah, acting. and the people next to her were like, no more. And and so I was like, I, can I do it again? And she's like, the the like judges and coach. She's like, are you sure? I was like, yes, I have this. I don't know what happened. And so I'm like, that was weird. I'm like, so I'm like, five, six, seven. And I do, and I do it again. And it's the same thing. And so I'm like. So I get up. No, I, it's like on her neck, upside down. Like, I, like oh, you know, like, like, like they're calling the paramedics. Yeah. And so I get up and I'm like, oh my gosh. And I'm like, what is going on? You know, I'm like acting so like, what is going yeah, on? Yeah, like her, she's rolling her ankle. So like I'm like, this. I'm sorry. I need to try one more time. They're like, no, no, you're good. You're good. So I do feel like though, they felt so bad for me. They did. You made the team. They put me on the team. Yeah. And they were like, this girl's not scared of shit. <laughs> she's going to kill herself to make this team. Put her on. You know, but I think, and I didn't have a back handspring that whole year and yeah. I sat and I watched and we talk about this all the time with our kids. Um, I sat, you had to have a back handspring to be in the competition routine, the routine we do at everything, the thing we do at practice every day. And I literally sat there my first year on chair and it was the best thing that ever happened to me because it taught me. I worked my butt off to get my back handspring and the next year I had it and I, and I was in the routine and, but it, the sitting there taught me that how bad do you want it? And yeah. I think in life, it's like, you don't ever, you don't ever have to fight for something that hard. It's just like, oh, I don't have it. I'm going to give up or I'm not the best. And nowadays there's so many good kids because kids are put in club, club. sports mm -hmm. at like four years old. Yeah. So 
when you're not immediately good at someone, something like someone else, you almost think like, oh, count me out. And yeah. it's such a good reminder. Like, no, you can peak in high school, you know? And it's sad. I was just thinking that. I think a lot of sports is the reason people go from nothing to something like Sports was the thing that saved kids that didn't have a family or that didn't have the upbringing totally. or didn't did have the money. Yeah. And now it's it's changing because of club sports. Right. You, everybody is so... Even Broxton, he's in fourth grade and he didn't play baseball for two years. And it was like, you're so behind. And it was like, he's in fourth grade. Well, now like, these kids are moving high schools to be they're where they're going to play. For, they're paying for special coaching. They're paying... Right. So the kids that really need sports, they don't even get a shot. Right. Or like the parents are, oh, my kid's not playing here. I'm going to move him to this yeah, school down them. the street so they can be the star. Yeah. But like you're forgetting not being the star is where the lessons are. And that's where the grit is built. And the, yeah. the life lessons that you really want from sports. Yeah, we want our kids to be good, but I want my kids to have the life lessons that come from sports. The never give up, the, the work ethic, the pushing past the pain barrier of uncomfortable. If you are only the star... You're never going to get that. And if I, like Deer Valley was such a good team, I never should have tried out for that team. I sucked. I, my, like nowadays my parents would have moved me. I mean, they wouldn't have because they didn't care. But But parents would. Parents would have moved me to a a different high school. A lower level team. A lower level team where I could could make the team and I could be on it. But that wouldn't have made me better. I only got better because I was like, I want to be, I want to be, I want to hang with the best. I want to be the star of the losers. Yeah. No one wants to be the star of the losers. No. So I just think, yeah. So yeah, that's a little tangent, but yeah. I think it's a good one. Yeah. I think that's true. What would you say to parents that maybe feel, the pressure, the pressure or discouraged? Like my kid didn't start at four. What would like, like, I would say. Because I have that with my oldest. He wasn't like a super sports guy um, in Tell the beginning. Tell him about the DJ. <laughs> he went from a DJ to a CJ. No, his name's CJ. No, they but had an intervention. We, and she said, you're not a DJ, you're a CJ. Because <laughs> he wanted to be a DJ. Yeah, but it wasn't like in a positive way. It yeah, was it like, was like he just wanted to sit home and be a DJ. And I was like, this isn't... And he wasn't showing... There wasn't he- anything there healthy wasn't going dry. on. Even to be a DJ. Like, right. start mixing more. <laughs> <laughs> well, take these home. I, I don't know if a lot of, I feel like a lot of people know, but we adopted my oldest. He was my nephew and then we adopted him. And so I feel like with him, I always was extra careful about, um, wanting to not I have him feel included. I wanted him to feel like he could be him. And I was making sure he was being who he was and I was not making him be, who, who you want him to be. Yeah, it was like a delicate balance, and I overthought it. Whereas my other kids, I'm like, yeah, I don't care what you want. You're going to be whatever the heck I get you to be. Well, and you no, can not figure that out later. But it's not time yet. They're not old enough maybe to decide everything on their own. Kids shouldn't decide anything. Yeah. That's why God gave us parents. Yes. Kids. I don't think it's that you care as he gets older what he wants to do. I just think it was too young for him to lead, but you didn't want to push. Because kids are naturally going to want to get out of stuff. Yeah, I still want to get out of stuff. Oh, yeah. Kids, like, no. So... Anyways, I was always like, and you know, his mom was not, she was more artistic. So he was showing like kind of signs of like, of being more that way. So I was like, oh, I'm getting him in music lessons. I'm getting him in this. I'm, he's doing piano. He's doing guitar. He's doing this. Well, then he started like being friends with people that, um, I felt like they were always online. I felt like it was just kind of unhealthy. He was like obsessed with YouTube and like living through someone else and 
I just had this epiphany with the help of my very best friend here. Um, Again, maybe she didn't ask for my opinion that day. She was telling me. And I it. sure gave it. No, but it was good. But I was like very frustrated because I, I felt love like, him though, like my own. So she he knows wasn't making my... the best choices. He was getting, he got in trouble at school for it, his grades started. It was just not a healthy. There was something going on. I'm not on. saying you have to be in sports to be a healthy no, kid. There was but an intervention. But a boy especially, you need to do something active, even if it's going to the gym. Like it's important for your development and well-being to be active. Yeah. And I stand by that. Yeah. And um, I just, I felt like it was just going in a direction where I was like, this isn't healthy. And staying at home and not doing sports 20 years ago versus now is really different. Like I was watching like Power Rangers. Like nowadays it's like the kids are looking at porn. They're looking at weird anime porn. They're looking yeah. at really. This ad came on on my Instagram. It was the creepiest anime sexual Oh, thing. it's all, that's like a whole thing nowadays. It was so, so gross. I was just like, I didn't feel like the friends that he was attracting because he wasn't on a team. I felt like they were, they weren't doing anything positive. They were sitting up all night on their computers. There was free reign. So I was like, and Ugh. he was very withdrawn. Yes. He, when we would all be around, he was very withdrawn, very different. Like, like it was a different thing. This is so important because <clears throat> if our listeners, besides Dana, if we have any, they might be struggling with this because parenting nowadays is, I, I don't know if it was easy back then. I think it's hard. It's the hardest thing I do. It's awful. And <clears throat> when your kid is withdrawn and into that, you do want to support it. But I think <clears throat> what you didn't know is CJ wasn't happy. No, not even close. He wasn't feeling good about himself. And you could see that more than you could see the other things is right. he was like a shell of who he is now. He was very, his confidence was very like, yeah, this. no confidence. He wouldn't talk in groups. He was he, making up like, um, like fake YouTube accounts <laughs> to impersonate other people. It was just super weird. And so my husband and I, Ben, we were just like, okay, this is whacked. And I talked to Chris a lot. There was a lot of tears, a lot of like, I felt like a failure parent. I'm like, so I just was like, we're flipping the script. And, and he was out of private school, a yeah, very good private school. A Christian school. private school. And very we, good. I was like, no, we're going back to public school, which. And you were worried. Because this grade is the worst grade, they say. The grade that he was yeah, in, seventh grade. Seven. The kids were bad. They said it's the worst class in the, in the whole school. And Tisha was like, I'm going to pull him from Christian-based. I think that's so important because I think that's a valid concern. Yeah. You're thinking he's at this Christian school with all Christian families. Because I loved how the school was teaching biblical yeah. truth, which yeah. I think is something lacking in society. So I want them to learn that, not just from their parents. I think that's a school. real struggle, though. I think I would have struggled with that. But You're I thinking, didn't I'm feel at, like, I'm at this Christian school. Yeah. I didn't feel like it was positive, though. Like, no. for other people, it totally could be. For him, And I was I, like, God's telling you. Because something kept happening. I think when God's trying to tell you something, it that was same like thing keeps issue happening. Issue after issue at school. It was, like, super weird. Dumb issues. But they were weird. It was just and weird. And I was like, like you need to move him. God is saying to move him. And then all of a sudden he's getting in trouble, but it's for like weird things. It was just really weird. So yeah. anyway, so they were lying. We just kids basically no, they did. Too. Basically, we just I'm like his biggest fan pulled him out and put and him in him, tackle football. You're not a DJ. You're a CJ. Yeah, I told him you're because he wanted to be a DJ. Well, I was like, yeah, think, no, you're not. You're a CJ. No, and, and I think this is a valid. If he wants to grow up and be a DJ. He can be a DJ. No, but you but, said parenting sometimes is hard. Because like because he's adopted, which she doesn't love him any different. But sometimes there's that worry of like you you said that I think and I think that's valid. Even my my middle daughter, 
she, I don't have always like um, a read on her. Like Maddie and I are very similar. So I like know what to, like I know right. Maddie. I know what Maddie will like. I know what she won't like. Hudson isn't as easy for me to read. So sometimes when I make decisions, I don't know, I can't read her. Right. So I don't think it's necessarily even that he's adopted. I think right. his read, it's hard to read right. what like you want, what he wants. And I think at that moment you said no more. I think the difference with <clears throat> him being adopted is the the part I struggle with is when I parent my other kids, I don't ever question if they know that I love them. With him, because he's adopted, I worry every time I do something disciplinary or that he doesn't like, that he's not going to know that I love him unconditionally the same. And it's an immense amount of pressure that has like, I don't want to get emotional. Oh, I'm getting emotional. Sorry. No, it's okay. But it's... Oh, it's embarrassing. I hate crying. <laughs> no, it's a real but thing. It has kept me up night after night after night because I always want him to know that I love him. And I know my other kids know that I love them so much. And I sometimes worry if he knows that I love him the same and so much. And so I'm easier on him. I'm a really tough mom. I never care if my kids are happy. Like Kevin Lehman says, unhappy kids are healthy, healthy kids. kids. I and so like, agree. I never care if my other kids are happy. I care if they're healthy and we're doing the thing that's best for them. But with him, I, I worry about his happiness. And, and it's like, I, I think it's made me not as good of a parent because I'm, it clouds my judgment. And I, I question my abilities to, to parent him. And it's just... It's, it's hard. so hard. It's so incredibly hard. But it's so, like, I think it is, like, a blessing that God has given me him because it's taught me so much. And it teaches you, like, I think loving your kids is, like, how God loves us. It's so, like, it's just a powerful love that should be so unconditional. And, like, with him, I, I just constantly question that. But discipline is love. And that's something and that, that we're losing in society too. Right. Cause I am very disciplined as like a coach. Yeah. I am a very disciplined coach. Discipline I'm is more loving than giving teacher. them whatever they want. Yes. And in parenting, I worry, you know, what's funny is when you're saying that I worry about that, even with my biological kids that they know I love them unconditionally mm -hmm. and that they know that they're perfect in his eyes. And, and I worry. Step parenting can relate a lot. To yes. Yeah. And step parenting, and I and they even say we make our worst parenting decisions out of guilt. Mm -hmm. And I feel that the busier I get, the more we say that you said that the other day. My kids are getting away with stuff because I'm busy, and I'm like not paying attention as much. And I'm saying na 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 na, and then all of a sudden you said I gotta lock it down. Yeah, because you know when you're distracted, I've been busy, so they're getting they're punching each other, and I'm not saying anything because I'm like trying to do an email yeah. and then all of a sudden I'm like, what the hell is going on around here? You yeah. Know? And they, they always said that you make your worst parenting decisions out of guilt. Not that, that the no, guilt. I did though. You did. And then you said, you know what? You're a blander and I'm going to raise you like a blander. Mm -hmm. Like I would my other two kids. There's no more be worrying about CJ. Right. And that was super hard. And that's when you said, you're not a DJ, you're a CJ. And I say it all the time, but it's the coolest epiphany yeah. because like so we and talk we about this all the time. Tackle football, and it was later in life was the whole reason we got yeah. on this. And the goosebumps. He's definitely. It. I mean, he was late to the party. Everybody else was so much more, and he actually has so much like natural yeah. sports talent. Well, you locked it down. She started having him go. You know what else he did? The other kids were in sports, and he was home, mm -hmm. and he was home too much. 
sitting there watching TV. They're, they lay down their electronic use. So it's not like he was even at home on the electronic, but he wasn't feeling good about himself. No, he's just sitting there watching TV. Yeah, and the kids are running to this sport, to that sport. So then she decided, you're going to get busy because bu busy isn't, there's a fine line. But he would go to the gym with Ben, ben because that built confidence. Mm -hmm. When you struggle, you're, it's confidence. And then he was going to Copper Hills on Sunday night because CCB group. was Saturday night youth group. We were like, you need to be socializing and with people and out in the world living. Not even if you don't want to do something, doing it builds confidence. Yeah. After and everything you don't want to do. To be developed. Yes. Whether you're naturally better yeah. than others or not, you know. And he did great. He started. He became the defensive captain. His grades, he went to the public school. No drama. He yeah. didn't get in trouble. He had made good friends. He became defensive co captain. Oh, yeah. His first year in tackle football at what, 12? Yeah. 11? I mean, his whole life changed when he wasn't a DJ anymore. He was a CJ. Yeah. But that epiphany of it. But he's still, like right now, he's obviously, he's at the Liberty feeder. He'll go to Liberty next year. But it's a really competitive program, and there's a lot of good kids. And just being honest, he's on the lower end of that because he hasn't there's had... There's an A team and a B team. Yeah, and he hasn't had... And there's had, politics involved. Yeah, but I mean, I mean just... It, yeah. He hasn't had the exposure. A lot of these kids have been playing since they were four years old, it's and crazy. he hasn't. And so, you know, he is a little behind. So my husband was like, yeah, maybe we should send him to Sunrise where he's going to get more playing time. But I, I just was struggling with that because I'm like, okay, well, like work your butt off. Outwork yeah. everybody. Yep. If you're outworking everybody, you're going to get there. But nobody wants to work that hard. They just want it handed. Yeah. Or it, it can be defeating, but if it takes you two years, I don't care. Work your butt off. Oh, my biggest setbacks were my biggest, like, wins in, in later. When you don't give up and you keep pushing past your biggest step. Like, having a mullet was the best thing that ever happened to me. Yeah. I mean it. <laughs> they, I had my mom. Wearing oh. that blue sh bright blue shirt no, was I'm the pissed best about thing the blue that shirt. ever happened to you, me. You, you made fun of me. But, no, I, my mom, I was, um... A bigger kid. Remember, I did the thing where I wished my stomach was bigger. <laughs> it happened, and um, but being honest, since we're having like a real talk, my um, I wasn't super busy as a kid. I did dance in my elementary school years. I just I did dance. I did dance once, and I did gymnastics two nights a week. My brother was six years older, so he, they were really involved with my brother, and I was home a lot. My parents were realtors, so they worked nights. So I would sit and watch TV and eat, and and that's when I naturally that was my coping which I've learned like through counseling was when I was alone and I felt lonely, I would eat. And then I, you know, the stomach grew and things changed. So I was like a bigger kid. And then, and, and I didn't do a lot of sports and I was sitting. I don't think we realize how much that sitting matters like yeah. with your kids. So I sat a lot. I didn't move around a lot. And then I ate, I, my parents always had like diet food in the house. So it wasn't like I got to eat anything good, but sometimes I think with diet food, you eating so much to get satisfied that you're, like I yeah. kept waiting to feel like something. So I'd eat like a whole, she had all those protein bars that were weird. So I'd have like 10 trying to have one brownie. <laughs> you would have let me have the brownie. I would have had less calories and everything was very forbidden. So I'd go to people's houses and I'd be like, can I go in your pantry for a few minutes? And they'd like find me in the pantry. Like, no, like kids have rappers that do that. And it's rappers. sad. Yeah, it is sad. I know when they come over, they're like eating five bags of chips. Yes. And I'm like, oh, it's sad. It is sad. I, I let my kids have everything because I saw Bonnie, my mother-in-law, Kyle, I remember we went on our first trip. They all had Reese's. Bonnie ate a Reese's. I was like, your mom eats Reese's? That's so cool. Because my mom only ate, like, lettuce. And <laughs> she always looked really good, like, during that time. But um, she always looks good. But 
it was just like we didn't have that stuff around. And when I got to it, I didn't learn. First of all, they told me to, they told me to finish my plate when I was little because I was too little. Remember, too little got too big. Did you guys ever go to the Big Apple and they had like fake guns? Yeah, yeah. So we'd go to the Big Apple, and I remember the day my dad said to me, my mom said, "Now if you finish your plate, they're gonna come." I think she said they're gonna come shoot you. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I swear, this is the, now if you were not licensed professionals and if this stuff is happening to you, call someone, but I swear, she said the guy's gonna come shoot you. And I thought to myself, well, she told me to finish my plate. Now I'm not allowed to finish my plate. I don't understand. Wait, she said if you don't finish it? If, if you finish your plate, that was it. If you oh, finish you your plate, that guy's gonna shoot you. And I thought, why is he gonna shoot me? I'm hungry. <laughs> oh my being so confused she always told me to finish my plate and I'm not supposed to I think I went from too little to too big and instead but finish I, the plate stupid anyways I, that's beautiful. what I mean I told but my I told kids like, and I got in trouble plate. I'm like oh my god why finish your plate and Regina says they're starving kids in Africa I go whatever you don't finish they're not <laughs> shipping it to that kid it's like it's, it's well and like you're eating like pretty much all the food in America is poison oh. anyways so you're like finish your mac and cheese like yes. you're not helping your kid oh Kyle does that know? and it's I'm all stupid. eat two strawberries and be done exactly yeah but like it's like you're I was never taught to listen to that cue of full and like if if we had some treats in the cabinet I didn't have to eat the whole box knowing I could have a treat in an hour or I could have one now but when I got around a treat I want to eat the whole treat the whole cake yeah because I never was gonna have one again and I still struggle with that I'm like we're eating desserts tonight oh the whole thing yeah instead of like have a little all the time it's like a whole thing my point was what was it oh my mullet okay so I was a bigger kid now, and now I dress like a boy because that, those I would wear my, again, my brother was six years older than me, and I was wearing his clothes. So that tells you about the size I was. So I, I was getting bigger, and the kids would say to me, like, you're like butter, the most fatteningest thing in the world. They said that to me. That's horrible. Jerk, I know his name. I'm going to say it on the podcast to our one listener, but um, so I, they would say those things. So you know what I had to do? I had to get funny because I still wanted friends. So I had to learn to get funny to get the kids to like me because I was bigger and they, they it was just an easy go-to. Like, what are you going to do? Sit on me? And I was like, maybe. Like, if you keep talking, it's going to hurt, you know? So I had, I was a bigger kid wearing the boy clothes and I have naturally curly hair. So I would just brush it. You know, if you have curly hair and you just brush it, it gets bigger. Yeah. So I, my mom, I put my brother's shirt on, his shorts, like basketball shorts, and then I brush my hair. And my mom is a looker, so she, it drove her nuts that I would go to school looking like that. She, she had her way, I would still have the round bangs, the half up, and her stupid outfit with doilies on it. But as I got older and I got bigger, I didn't want to wear that stuff. So my mom said, you know what, we're going to take you to this salon in Scottsdale with the, this famous guy, he was on the news, and we're going to get your hair cut. So I sit in the chair and the guy says, now, do you want the uh, layered bob or the African do? The African do, we put the spikes on the top and then it gets longer as we go down, which nowadays is a mullet and it's back in, but it wasn't in back then. It wasn't in. It was like a, it was not in. And so if you're seventh grade, about to be in seventh grade, and the guy says African do or layered bob, it's easy. Layered bob all day. Layered bob. Layered bob. My mom said the African do. I was gonna kill her. So the guy, the Francisco or whatever, is cutting my hair in this nice Scottsdale salon. I am saying, and I'm a good Christian girl, F you, loud, in this salon. F you, mom, you're ruining my life. He's cutting my hair, I'm pulling my head out of his hands so that he doesn't give me spikes on the top. And he's like, oh, mom, 
you know, oh, your daughter. And I'm like, I don't want to look like you. Because my mom had like red spiky hair. But like, she, remember when the spikes were in? Yes. Yeah. No, I don't think they were in. Well, remember Jen Sharp had spikes? No, this is way earlier. Oh, spikes were in? It spikes on top. No, your mom though. No, my oh. mom had like spike. The no. spikes weren't in? Her, her red hair. My mom has a look. Yeah. It's very, it works with her. She's very edgy. Yeah. And she like does it right. I'm in seventh grade. I'm not doing it right with my brother's clothing on and spikes oh. on the top like a boy and then along. It's a mullet. So we get out of the car. I'm jumping out of the car on the freeway. I can't believe you were in my life. So then I get to school. I had a boyfriend at the time. He saw me the first day of school. My brother's clothes, the stomach, and then the spiky hair. He broke up with me. I mean, it wasn't going to work. Yeah. So then they they called me a boy. They called me Chris instead of Crystal. <laughs> Chris, Chris. And I said, why do you call me Chris? Because you look like a boy. So I'm crying every day. My mom says, well, let's give you a perm. That will look like a girl. You so, have curly hair. Why are we getting a perm? Well, because the spikes didn't curl up. <laughs> so we go get a perm. So now it's, it's, it's a big fro. So then the kids would say to me, rough and stuff with your Afro puff. Yeah. Go on with your bad self. Every day they'd sing that song to me. And I would write in my journal, roses are red, violets are black. I hope no one makes fun of me tomorrow. I mean, it was dark times. Yeah. But what I learned in that is I learned to, A, not pick on people. I, you'll never see me, unless I'm like talking to my friend about famous people, that's about it. But I won't make fun of people. And I learned how to get really funny. And I learned how, that year was like a big development for me. We can go into other things. But that mullet taught me like the biggest things. Like, so I started wearing my hair half up every day. Then my mom was like, you're gonna join a sport, because it was junior high. So you can choose volleyball or cross country. The volleyball players and I, we weren't identifying together. Like, I'm, I'm not going to be a volleyball player. I was under five foot because I'm only five foot now. And I was like 140 pounds and I would, couldn't jump. So volleyball wasn't a thing. They would have laughed at me if I tried to be on the volleyball team. So I said cross country. So I'd hide in the bathroom every day because the big girls, we had like a crew. And we're like, it's hot. We're going to hide in the bathroom. We're not going to run. So then at the meet... All of a sudden, it's really hot. We couldn't hide. So we're like dying. We're sweating. So the meat would be like over. And they'd be like rolling up the banner. And then my, they'd be like, ma'am. And she's like, no, my daughter's still out there. We're just waiting <laughs> to come in. And then me and my, my bigger friends, they'd be like two of them. Everybody else went home. You know, my mom. And, and then she'd be like, good job. And I was like, do I get a treat? You know? So that was like the thing. So I got a treat. So. This story kind of pivoted, but one day they said to us, if you don't run, I had a really good coach. He was like a champion coach. There's difference. When you have a champion coach and you have a regular coach, they're two different. And he was like, if you don't run the whole mile and a half by next Friday, you're kicked off the team. And it was a no cut sport. So I'm like, oh crap. And he's like, cause that means you're not trying and you're not conditioning. And instead of going and finding us in the bathroom, which he knew we were in the bathroom, right. he made this thing. So I'm like, oh crap. So we still hit in the bathroom and then it's the day of the Friday. It's the day of cuts. And I'm like, I can't get kicked off the team. My parents are strict. They'll know I was hiding in the bathroom and I'll be dead. So I said, okay, here goes nothing. Like the back handspring story. Yeah. I'm going to run. The assistant coach who is like famous in our district nowadays, she ran next to me the whole time. I'll never forget it. And she taught me, it wasn't always that I didn't, didn't know, I didn't know how, and I never had done anything hard and succeeded at it. So I just didn't know how to run. I didn't know how to breathe. I didn't know how to train. You know, when you run as a kid, you sprint and walk, sprint and walk. And when you're in the back, 
people are so far ahead of you, you're like, what's the reuse? I'm just gonna walk. So she taught me how to breathe in and, and relax my heart rate and run. And every time I tried to walk, she said, nope, don't give up, don't give up, don't give up. And we ran the whole mile and a half. And that was the first time I ever felt success, like a taste of it. I was like, I can do this. Yeah. So then the other girls got kicked off the team. They didn't run. So then I started running every day and I lost 20 pounds in like two weeks from running. And I, my hair was growing out. I had big boobs cause I was a big kid, but the boobs kind of stayed and everything else went away. So then everyone was like, who's the new girl? And I was like, yeah, you jerks. You're the kid that asked me to sit on you. <laughs> so the moral of the story is it changed my life. That whole year changed my life and the mullet changed my life and rough and stuff with your Afro puff. I'm not the most sensitive to bullying. I think it's like a, a rite of passage. I am sensitive about how far things go these days. Yeah, it's a different level. It is days, a different but level. I do think Parents it is were, a part of. Yeah, it is a part. But nowadays, like at home, we're not having enough talks about like what that. It's just it's it's it is an all time high. I do think it's a rite of passage. There's like that in between. But moving on, I had a mullet. It was hard, but the mullet made me who I am. The mullet and about. 500 other stories like that, but yeah. that's how I got funny. I love that coach. Like, I, I wonder if that coach even knows or remembers. Oh, I know. She was like assistant superintendent, like for years. Her, her name, I'll never forget it. And I ended up finishing ninth on the, that year. And then I went and did track, and that's another story. I, did, I started hiding in the bathroom again. I got skinny. I thought I got this in the bag. And my coach put me in the 400. And 400 is one lap sprint. It's the hardest race there is. Again, same coach, champion coach. He knew I was hiding in the bathroom and I'd splash water in my face back. Like, oh, that was hard. <sighs> so he put me in a four by four relay. So it wasn't that I would screw myself because I would have been fine with that. I would have screwed my team. So the first race, do you remember Kevin Anderson? Yeah. He's, he, I don't think he'll ever listen to the podcast. He was really cute and like really in. And by now I had- Everyone liked him. Yeah, everybody yeah. liked him. And I had the boobs and I was skinny. And so I was like, it was track day. And we had like a big track team. We were a champion team. The four by four is a lot of points. So we were like leading that day and everyone's like, you got it, the four by four. And I was like a decent runner now. So I thought, I got this. Yeah. No problem. We're going to win. So we're running and you take off. And I didn't know to train. So I'm full sprint. I'm in the front. I'm like, this is my moment. Kevin's going to like me. Yeah. This is it. I'm going to win this thing. Is he on your team or just there watching? No, he's on the team. A hundred of them. Yeah. So it was a huge track team and they're cheering on the sidelines. I remember Kevin, you got this. Yeah. And I'm running and you have spikes, you know, on your, on your shoes because that keeps you going. Yeah. So at 200, I'm in the win. I'm like, this is my moment. Everyone's going to look at me. My boobs are shaking. You know, I've got big boobs. All of a sudden you hit what's called a wall. When you push your body too hard, too fast, you hit a wall, you can't move. So I'm winning. Then all of a sudden I'm like, like I can't move like slow motion. Everything around me, I'm about to pass out. And Kevin's like, what's wrong? And my coach is like, go. And everybody's passing me. Everybody's passing me. And I'm going, what the, like, it's like, you're moving like, and my spikes are the only thing keeping me moving because they're like second steps. So the race ends. I'm still trying to get to the end like a, like a special person. And so I get to the end. I start throwing up. We lose oh the four God. by four. I'm more Kevin walks away. This idiot, you know, finished last. My coach, we go check the next Monday what we're going to run that week. Guess what I'm running? She put you back on it? Four by four. The guy. Put me in the four by four. Oh, so, we say guy. Yeah, wow. guy. Um, and four by four every week. Guess what? We run the state championship. I started training. We ran. I never did that again. But what was so interesting is he didn't do it with words. He did it with action. Right. He didn't pull me aside and say, I know you're hiding in the bathroom. That's ridiculous. You're an idiot. Da, da, da. He just 
he taught me through experience rather than through letting reality of the, the circumstance be the teacher. And I'm so grateful to him. We won. It was the best thing that ever happened to me. But, you know, then, then I wasn't a loser much more after that. I learned that you can, like, work at things and be successful. Yeah. That's it. That's my childhood and here trauma. here we are today. And now I let my kids have brownies. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm still wishing for that invert. Now I'm going to start visioning that six-pack, you know, instead of the invert. That's enough. This is a serious day today. Yeah, it was. It was a lot of deep talks. It was. I think, think the takeaway for me this week after what we're talking about, I want to lean into the instincts of parenting a little more and not guess myself as much because I, I think that I'm doing what you even said about CJ – unintentionally. I'm so worried that I'm not like just leaning into my innate like instincts with them. They know I love them. I got to focus more on being the mom rather than if they like me, if they know I love them, if they're, you know, going to stick around forever. Well, I think when, (laughs) when kids get messed up from things that their parents have done, obviously we're all a little messed up from things our parents have done. But I think when you get real messed up is when there isn't that, that undertone of love. Like if you know your, your parents are going to make mistakes. If at the end of the day, if they, know that you love them, then you're okay. Yeah. And we're all going to make mistakes and mess them up a little. But if they know that, then you can't really make a true mistake. Yeah. Unless you like do something horrible, but you know what I mean? I feel like there's a lot of mistakes and they know they love them. That's, that's what I mean. It's fine. And I just think, I don't know if it's fine though. What do you mean? I don't know. Like some people, their kids are on drugs and they knew they loved them, but but that's their choice. Yeah. Like it's not the parents' fault Yeah. because they made a mistake. My mom made a lot of mistakes. I'm not on drugs. And right. if I was, it'd be my fault. Right. It's not her fault. Right. I think that's another thing. We're not responsible. Well, see, that, there's where I do it too much. I always take too much ownership. Right. And you should take ownership as a parent. Yeah. But at the end of the day, they are going to make choices. We can equip them the best we can. But I'm not responsible for what they do with... The funniest thing is when you go on a soapbox, usually I put a mic in front of her her mouth. Isn't that funny? And I was going to do that right now, but you already have one. Yeah. No wonder she likes it. No, but yeah, no I, I agree. I, I think, think you're think 100% that. right. I got to let it just go. And I forget sometimes like... And kids are resilient. Like, I'm look at me, look at you, like, and everybody. Well, People and those coaches made such an impact. Like, I, I've been trying to lean into more like trusting God and where God's going to lead them right. through experience rather than putting it all on me. Right. You know? Well, and I think that's another benefit to having your kids in sports is there are those great coaches that believe in them and love them because it's it's it has a different impact when your mom loves you and believes in you. Yeah. You're like, oh, you're my mom. You have to. But there's struggle. Struggle but builds confidence coach, too. We have a really good coach. We have a, f- a lot of really good coaches at the cheer gym that, with the that's hard on the girls and but love them. Love them. And yeah. even Kennedy, like she said, Dallas told her that she goes, yeah, I wasn't going to say anything to you because I knew you'd figure it out. I love that. I know. It That'll was stick cute. with her. And she's like, because so Ken had her tuck in the routine and then she got like a mental block and was not throwing it, was whacked and coming home every day crying. She got taken out and her coach pulled me aside at the competition and said, she's got to get in tumbling. I said, oh, she's in tumbling. And she said, okay, she'll work it out. And all on her own, she did. And then Dallas never said anything to her. I love that. Again, she just took her out yeah, and, and let reality. her figure it yeah. out. And then when she put her back in, she said, Ken came to her and said, can I go back in? She Good said, yeah. Her. And then she said, I knew you'd figure it out. So I think having that belief, she wasn't like every day, you're a loser. Like yeah. I, was, I was all, you get that talk or you're done. No, I'm just kidding. Yeah. I don't know. I What's your takeaway? Let's come on. Let's have one. My take. Oh, God. I love it. You did good last week though. I know. The takeaway is so like. Oh, wow. just have one. <laughs> well, you're wearing tighter clothing. So we had one. I do. Away. I did have it. That was my big takeaway from last week is now I'm wearing clothes that fit my body. I think even talking about CJ, I think you leaning into just trusting your gut too. I think that might've reminded you the decisions you made before. I think just yeah. always trusting that. And I think that, I think the biggest takeaway is knowing that 
hardships are good for kids. Yeah, I agree. This is a side note takeaway too. We talked about like being nicer to our husbands last week and like dating him more. I listened to Dr. Laura's podcast. I wanted to say this to our one listener, Dana, that she talked about how our, our kids, this podcast is so good. It's called Deep Dive by Dr. Laura Schlesinger. It's so good. It talked about society and some changes, but it talked about how our kids mirror how we talk to our husbands and how we love our husbands. Sometimes I kind of put Kyle in the category like he's He's sometimes one of the kids. Sometimes he's one of my equals. Sometimes, you know. Yeah. So, and like, we're tired. So I'm like, Kyle, put the dip. Like, I'm just, I'm not trying to be rude, but I maybe don't have the best tone. And Oh, my I, tone's horrible. But you know what? I'm getting mad at my kids. I'm like, you guys are so rude to each other. And when she said that, I go, oh, maybe they're picking up on that because of the way we kind of talk to each other. And it's not like we don't love each other. We're just busy. So I really been working on that this week. And like, I noticed like a, a different feeling at home and like, I don't know. I'm going to keep trying to work on that. Yeah. My tone with him changes the whole mood of the house. Absolutely. Again, though, we don't realize as women, how much power we have. I know. So not only did I just start talking to Kyle nicer now, our whole fam, like then Maybe he's talking to everyone to nicer. To yes. Nicer. And Kyle little. snapped at me last night about this is the dumbest thing. I want anyone's opinion on this, but Kyle likes to go poop in the guest bathroom. And it's like, no, it's the guest bathroom. Go poop in the master bathroom. But you don't bathroom. have any guests coming today. I have some Saturday. In four days? I know, but I don't... His poop isn't the funnest thing to clean up. It's like a shatter fest. Well, have him clean his own poop. He's not going to clean his poop. <laughs> I clean his... I clean everything. So he's only allowed to go in your bathroom? Yes, because I don't mind a quick clean, but it's like a whole thing. So anyways, so he yelled at me, this is my house too, and I can poop in whatever toilet. I'm so Kyle. I'm on his side. This, I know. Yeah. And I called him. I said, I don't like the way you talk to me. And he's like, you're right. I, I did... Like, it oh, was the was dumbest nice. thing. Yeah. But I was like, hey, I'm trying to really work on the way you talk to me. Can you... He's like, oh yeah, you're right. He didn't mean to. Yeah. He was just like. And so I just think it's important. Like, I don't know. It's something so simple, but it can affect the trajectory of your family. Have you felt convicted about the way you talk to your best friend at all? No. (laughs) But I, no, I have. You said I got to stop calling people idiots. She always go, what are you, an idiot? Yeah, I have been doing better. It doesn't make you feel great. I know, I have done better. You do have, yeah. Haven't I? I think it's a little better, yeah. Oh, okay. I'm going to talk to my best friend better. (laughs) Now people are really going to think I'm abused. No, it's great. It's fine. Okay. What about you? You're going to maybe tell your best friend how their truth instead of lies? No, I will. Thank you. And I don't tell lies. I just don't want to, like, what's the point in, in saying something if it's not kind? Going to benefit you? No, if it's not kind. It's the, because. What, why would I walk up and be like, oh, bright shirt today? Like, that's so weird. You know what I mean? Yeah, but it helps. Like, I didn't let you go around looking like a hobo. And you're better because of it. I feel like I take criticism, criticism better than I do. Like, I'm less sensitive about it. Where I feel like if I told you, hey, whoa, bright shirt today, you'd be like, what? You don't like my shirt? And you would be more offended. Whereas, like, I would be more Might like, be true. don't you think? Yeah, but if I ask. If you ask. That's the trick. Okay, that's the trick. If, if I ask, asks, tell the I'm truth. telling the truth. If you want to hear what I think about your life, ask me. Otherwise, yeah. I'm not telling you. Well, you don't really tell. But yeah. if I ask, if yeah. I ask you your opinion on things, you give them to me. Totally. So why not about my bright shirt? I do like the shirt for the game. Okay. That's it, Dana. The end.